it can really cost you when someone's quiet quitting. So how do we identify quiet quitting? It can be challenging to identify it because, well, it's happening quietly and it's even more difficult to identify it with remote work. If you think your company is immune to quiet quitting, let me tell you, nobody is safe. You're smart, you're motivated. You wanna do something big. You're on the verge of being a young boss and we're gonna help you get there. I'm your host, Isabel Garino, and welcome to the Young Boss Podcast where youth is your power. You've likely heard about today's topic in headlines over the last few years. Maybe you've had friends who've done it. Heck, maybe even you've done it or are doing it. We're talking about quiet quitting. Yep, when employees mindlessly disengage from their work, their company, and their coworkers when they stop actively contributing but haven't decided to leave the company or even share their dissatisfaction. Okay, it seems obvious, but quiet quitting is an absolute problem for a business and an absolute problem for you as a young boss. So what is problematic? Let's get started. First, it's reduced productivity. When employees quietly quit, their productivity and performance levels drop significantly, which negatively impacts the overall output and efficiency of the team or organization. And that's a problem for you. Second, quiet quitting decreases morale. Be careful about allowing your employees to create a toxic atmosphere in the workplace. It seeps across teams and employees will notice the lack of engagement and motivation in their colleagues. Thirdly, quiet quitting increases turnover. That seems obvious. While people have not officially resigned, they're mentally and emotionally detached from the job and that increases turnover. Lastly, our cost implications. And we're in this to make money, guys. High employee turnover and decreased productivity leads to financial losses for the organization because recruiting and training are expensive. They cost money. It can cost up to two grand to onboard a new employee, depending on your industry. It can really cost you when someone's quiet quitting. So how do we identify quiet quitting? It can be challenging to identify it because, well, it's happening quietly and it's even more difficult to identify it with remote work. If you think your company is immune to quiet quitting, let me tell you, nobody is safe. I'm going to share a few things that I've noticed when an employee is actively quiet quitting. The most impactful and noticeable form of quiet quitting is decreased productivity and reduced initiative. This means missing deadlines, not sharing during meetings, offloading tasks to others. Productivity and initiative are depleting by the second. Another thing that happens is employees start showing up late or working more days from home. They aren't actively abiding by the rules of professionalism, like showing up on time or showing up at all. Sometimes they'll use sick days as PTO. You know the drill. These employees who also start forgoing social interactions, they're no longer at happy hours, the team events, they've stopped, you know, eating the catered lunches with the office. You know, you've seen it, right? The next signals can really bring the team down. And that is what creates the toxic work environment that we talked about. Employees that quiet quit begin to lack enthusiasm for their work, the company and the people that they work with. Oftentimes this translates into a negative attitude, almost like the attitude of a person who hasn't had their first coffee yet. But 
it's every day, all day. Employees may also start to be hard to get a hold of. They don't answer emails, texts, or missed calls very quickly, and they might be short in the conversations that they do have. And lastly, my personal favorite, taking unnecessarily long breaks or extended lunch hours. Y'all know the type, the person who leaves for lunch at noon and is late for their 2 p.m. meeting. Yeah, me too. It's vital for young bosses like yourself to pay attention to these signs and be familiar with them. You'll want to proactively touch base with all employees so you can understand their concerns and address any issues that they may have. We've talked about it before, but be hot, honest, open, transparent. Another topic we've covered in the past is culture and culture can help mitigate quiet quitting. I mean, who wants to phone it in at a job that actually cares and respects them and that they have great benefits or flexible work environment and adequate PTO? Not me. I know my friends who love their job. They put in a lot of effort and they work really hard for their bosses. But when you start to not love your job, you don't do that. Remember, culture begins at the interview process and is formally introduced during onboarding, but it should be carried on in the day-to-day operations. And it's not just words on a wall. It's how you guys act, how you behave, how you speak to one another, the conversations that you're having that don't have to do with work. All those things play a role. So when you have employees quiet quitting, it might have something to do with your culture. Maybe they're not a fit, or maybe your culture is getting off track with what you once stood for. And as a young boss, it's up to you to identify that flaw or that miscommunication and right that wrong. Ask questions like, why did this happen? Where is the chink in our armor? How do we fix this so we can avoid it happening again? Your success is largely dependent on the performance of your employees and the morale of your team. You're the leader, so it's your responsibility to set the tone and make sure everybody feels empowered and valued. Hey you, why waste time scrolling through social media when you could be learning how to raise capital, manage a team, and be a boss? It's time to level up and hit that subscribe button for the Young Boss Podcast. Now, back to the show. When somebody is fired, it's a little bit your fault. So be proactive and ask before how you can help save them, if they're the right person for the job, of course. I do want to say this too. I had a comment one time on social media on one of the episodes where somebody said, well, I'm always on Indeed. So am I always quiet quitting? And maybe they are always quiet quitting. Only they know that if they're the ones who's not excited about being at work. So they're constantly searching for that next best thing. But then again, we also live in a culture where you get a new iPhone every two years, right? And so we're always thinking about upgrading and going to the next and the next and the next. And I am not hating on people who job hop to get a better, you know, level of pay or a better job title or whatever it is. But if you are not there for the right reasons, then the boss needs to be able to identify that. And probably you're not the right person for them to work with. On this show, I'm talking to the bosses. And so for you guys, identifying who is always on LinkedIn, always on Indeed, always searching for that next job hop opportunity, it's probably good for you to know that right away and either be okay that that person's only going to be with you for the year and a half so they can get to the next job that pays them 10K more, or maybe you don't hire them. Looking at that resume, checking on what they've done in their past experiences will tell you a lot. 
Now, it's one thing to have one employee who's quiet quitting, but it's a whole other beast to let it seep into the rest of the team. You must get ahead of it and lock it down at the source. You're the hazmat team. You've got to secure and clear the area and handle the hazard. The hazard for you is your newly lackadaisical employee who's just cashing checks, baby. All that to say you can't let it affect the rest of your team. We're stopping the bleeding immediately, and that tourniquet must be tight. People are feeling more empowered than ever and organizing and influencing each other to the nth degree to the point where if one or two people start quiet quitting it might spoil the entire bunch what's silly to think about is oftentimes employees are making a bigger deal of something than it is or it's just a little miscommunication don't let spilled milk ruin relationships or morale in your office it's your job as the boss to be the temperature on all your employees and to ensure that the company is in good shape Find the source of the party. Try to find a compromise or a solution. And if you can't, let them go and keep on keeping on. Now, if you've identified your quiet quitting employee and you've identified why and how it happened, you can move forward with finding a replacement while also tweaking your culture or processes to avoid this happening again. Start posting on job boards. Hire a recruiter if the role you're replacing requires one. And listen, hiring somebody could light a fire under that person and now you've solved your problem and added to your team all the while. But more than likely, they just aren't committed and they're just trying to use the rest of their PTO before they put their two weeks in. You don't want anybody in the golden retriever position, miserable and loyal. And while we always want to try to right the ship with the employees and motivate and encourage them to get back after it, they may have just had their own aha moment and have decided to look for a way out. It may have nothing to do with you or the company. Some people just aren't great at communicating those things and that's okay too. Like we've talked about before, always have your plan A, B, C, and even D. You truly never know how weird things might get. One time I was talking to a business coach and he was saying how different employees from different generations will want and need different things from you as a company, as a boss. For example, boomers, they want stability. They want to know that they can retire with you and have longevity in that career. Gen X, they want flexibility. They want to be able to care for their families. And if you think about the generation of Gen X, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of times they're a sandwich generation. They've got to care for older and younger in their one generation. So flexibility is important to them. For millennials, it's all about making good money, but having a job that's going to help get you to the next level, somewhere that you feel they invested in you, you got educated, you got leveled up by being there, meaningful work. And for Gen Z, they're looking for a lot of time off, maybe for mental health days and great pay. They want to work the least possible and get paid the most. So depending on who's in your company and if they're quiet quitting, maybe it has to do with their generational wants and needs. Now, everybody does not fit into their generational wants and needs. You could be a boomer saying, I want what Gen Z has. I don't want to work a lot and I want to get paid. Of course, we all do. We all want all of these things. But traditionally, as generations, that's what people are looking for. So keep that in mind when you're looking for quiet quitting and try to address that individual. See if that maybe suits what they're actually wanting and needing from you as an employee. Things could get saved. They don't always need to get saved, but they could get saved if maybe it's something you or the company or the culture isn't hitting for them. 
To wrap it all up, I really do believe that focusing on creating a positive work environment and company culture mitigates the potential of quiet quitters. People yearn for great work environments these days, and people don't leave jobs that they love, jobs that are fun, jobs that they enjoy their coworkers. Be sure to always check in on your employees. Keep the door open for them and encourage open communication, feedback, and honesty. Provide growth and continuing education opportunities to your employees. Take time to recognize recognize and reward achievements and always, always have a temperature on the team and the office. This allows you to mitigate and address the problem of quiet quitting before it happens. And lastly, be present as a young boss. Be there for people. Offer support. Answer their calls after hours. Let them vent to you about their personal lives and struggles they've been having. No matter what business you're in, it comes down to the relationships. So create meaningful relationships and you'll be in good shape, I promise. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Young Boss Podcast with me, Isabel Garino. Be sure to like, share, and follow on Instagram and TikTok. And let me know in the comments, do you fit into your generational wants and needs? I want to hear from you. Is it totally off base? Or were you like, hmm, that is kind of what I want and like at work. Remember, youth is your power.